Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! What is happening? We are back again. It is week eight. We have this sorry-ass Packers and Cardinals game going on right now. And we are back again to break down the main slate. Joined, as always, with Maddie D. And it wouldn't be a pod without saying Mr. 2v2, Mr. Maddie Buckets, right? And we are joined once again. We've been hyping it for two weeks, and he's back. The prodigal son has returned. Ryan Williams, Mr. TFA OG himself, back again. We are excited. We have been looking forward to this for the last couple of weeks when we got it locked in. I am happy. I am excited. Ryan Williams, everybody, back again in the chair. The three amigos, the three, the 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 three uh, the three uh, wolves out back out here again. Woo woo! Let's go. <laughs> How you doing, Ryan? Yep. What is happening? What is happening, dude? It feels weird to be on 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 this side of things, but uh, it's it's obviously great to be back with the three amigos, uh, with me included. There, we we might have to have you carve something up, Kev. You know, we need amigos avatar or something like that, where we could be in the car, maybe in the the James Corden carpool karaoke, something. We need we need it. But uh, it's it's always good to be back, man. I've been following along with you guys all year long. Maddie, you're going to get over the hump. Uh, it, this is the week. This is the week you're going to get over the hump. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, Kev, I don't know what's going on with your Chiefs, but I feel like they're going to right the ship too. They're just, you know, they need to get right spot on Monday night against the Giants and they'll be fine. Uh, you know, Patty Mahomes are bust. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm just here. I'm just along for the ride now. I'm a guest. I don't know what else to say. Either uh, either Walido's caps lock button is broken, or he's really excited that you're back on the show. Walido, he's he's, go, uh, he's typed about twelve messages, and and I, there's not a single lowercase letter. <laughs> he did, oh, yeah, he, did he did ask last night. I don't want to put you on the spot, but he did ask last night uh, in our uh, live stream that we do every Wednesdays for the Start Sit Show. He asked if you were going to be back for the Thanksgiving slate, and I said, well. Well, you'll have to wait till tomorrow night, maybe to find out. So, are you oh, going to be available for the our annual Thanksgiving slate breakdown? Let's let's just say I have a I have a hold on the calendar for that. I have it circled. So, I mean, that's a tradition unlike any other. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the Masters <laughs> is out here saying, but uh, you know, Thanksgiving is always a fun slate to get after with the boys. So, I know our I, our annual two and a half hour three game breakdown. Check check mark check mark and booked. Let's get after it. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, why don't we just, uh, you know, cut, cut, cut to the chase and get right after it. Get into this slate. So, quarterbacks, 
this is a, this is an interesting slate because we don't have, you know, we don't have Dak, we don't have Lamar, we don't have Papa Hopes, no Aaron Rodgers, no Kyler. So we got Josh Allen at 8,100, Matt Stafford at 7,600, Tom Brady at 7,400, Justin Herbert at 7,300, Jalen Hurts at 7,200, Joe Burrow at 7,100, Ryan Tannehill at 6,600, Jameis Winston at 6K, and that is the 6K and above quarterbacks. So, Ryan, you're back. So I'll start yep. with you. Where are we starting at quarterback this week? So, uh, listen, I mean, quarterback this week to me, I think is jo- Josh Allen or or, or bust. Um, I I get it. Uh, the numbers for this team playing against the Dolphins. I mean, he's owned the Dolphins in his career, right? Um, especially at home. Uh, this dude has like, I think, eight touchdowns in, in the past couple home game matchups that he's had, uh, two rushing touchdowns, and they've they've just obliterated them. And this matchup, again, earlier on the year was in Miami, but they obliterated them there too. But th- they're just so pass heavy, um, and that's something that I like to target um, when I'm attacking the quarterback position. I mean, this team with the implied team total over 30 points, like, you got to think that they're going to come through the air. They're going to come through him. Now we can talk about wide receiver because I think it gets interesting on who you pair this dude with. But um, I think that you you got to play him in, in the chance of getting multiple touchdowns. Hopefully we don't get a chance where Matt Barkley comes in because they're beating the brakes off of them as what happened in a previous matchup with uh, these two teams. But I, I like Josh Allen. Um, I'm interested in Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady has been the only successful quarterback for me this year, stacking him with his options. Antonio Brown walking with the crutch. I don't know what's going on with him, Mr. Peanut, but he uh, he looks like he's going to be missing some time. And so I think we can pinpoint who his pass catches are going to be. Um, and then, you know, outside of those two guys, I guess I have some Hurts interest. I see some guys in the chat talking about Jalen Hurts. I mean, this dude is like, Blake Bortles s type of production of what we're getting in the fourth quarter, right? Like from the the passing numbers are just absolutely absurd. Uh, when you're talking about volume, he still has the rushing upside. They're going against Detroit. I can't think of a better get right spot here. I actually do like that Detroit and Philly game a lot from a game stack perspective. So those are the three quarterbacks that I have at the top. Um, of course, always Matt Stafford's in in conversation, but I do like a running back there a little bit more. Um. But uh, but yeah, I think it starts for me at Tom Brady and, and Josh Allen, and then I am interested in Hurts a little bit too. How how are you guys feeling? Kev, go ahead. Well, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a slate if I'm not going to talk about Carson Wentz at 5700. <laughs> you know, you know, let, let's let's go down from the, some of these top guys, and I really like Carson Wentz this week. This this is a uh, a game that I feel like has some shootout potential. We've seen the Colts open up at a 23.25. Implied point total has went all the way up to 26.75, so a ton of line movement. And they actually went from being a a one-point dog to now a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, So, you know, I I think there's uh, something to like here in this game. Uh, I I think that, you know, Carson Wentz has played his best football over the last, you know, really, you know, two to three weeks of the season. You know, they really haven't had to do a whole lot either because of some of the game scripts they've been in um either and so you know they played the houston game where he only threw 20 times last week in the tsunami game uh against san francisco but he just looks really good and you know you have guys like michael Pittman who's turned into a full-fledged alpha you know the, the running backs that they they're targeting out of the backfield with jonathan taylor and a little bit of neem hines 
you know, and then you got, you know, Ty T.Y. Hilton is, will should be back this week. And so I really do like uh, this, this Colts offense. And while yes, the, the Titans made the chiefs look like the jets uh, last week, that is not who the Titans are. Uh, the Titans past defense has been terrible this year. And so I think this is a, another spot here for Carson Wentz, whether you want to stock him with, you know, either, um, you know, I think you could even run, you know, a, a, a Wentz, Jonathan Taylor, and Michael Pittman stack. I don't mind doing that. But I, I really like Carson Wentz this week uh, in this matchup against the Titans. So, and especially at his price at 5,700, I just think he, he makes a lot of sense. And then, you know, I really would love to play Sam Darnold against Atlanta. <laughs> but I just don't think I could do it. Like you have to have a pretty strong stomach because he has looked so terrible, you know, you know, over the last really month of the season. And uh, like, I don't like this, but this is a smash spot against Atlanta. Like Atlanta secondary is terrible. Is know? he the starter, Kev? Is Sam he the starter? I, mean, this week? I think he, I, I would assume he is, right? I mean, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm legit asking. I mean, like, you know, you get benched in the middle of the game at quarterback. Like that, 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 that tends to lead to some questions. That seems to lead to some questions. Yeah, so I mean, I don't like. I, I'm probably maybe have a couple of lineups of Sam Darnold, but I just I don't know. I think I'd rather just have the pieces from this game. You know, give me some DJ Moore and stuff like that. But I do like Trevor Lawrence as kind of a sneaky upside play here at 5,500. Okay. <laughs> yes. I damn it! I hate that you brought him up, Kev, because I didn't want to agree with you at least not ten minutes into the show. <laughs> but um, that is that is an interesting piece that I was looking at too, um, considering the options that you can stack him with and what the salary would be to kind of play him and and the two dudes or or three, um, <laughs> depending on what you like it at tight end. Um, the, he 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 offers some intrigue for sure. Yeah, and I think he offers a little bit with his legs too. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson out there, but he's a guy that could get 30, 40 rushing yards. And so, you know, at his price at 5,500 against a really not great Seattle secondary, um, you know, I like Trevor Lawrence and he's 5,500 and he kind of opens up the rest of the slate to be able to kind of play all the dudes. If you want to run Derrick Henry or if you want to run, uh, you know, Cooper Cup, uh, I think he allows you to do that. And so I do like some Trevor Lawrence. All right, so, uh, other than that, you know, that's, I mean, of the, of the you know, the, the, the top end guys. Maddie, let me ask you this. What are your thoughts on Justin Herbert this week? Because I've seen some people kind of go back and forth on him because, you know, we've seen the two monster games that he's had. And then the, the right before they went on by, he looked embarrassingly bad. Do you have any interest in Justin Herbert against this New England defense? I do, yes. Um, I don't know that I'm going to end up playing him. I may end up playing a piece of the Chargers passing attack without Herbert, but I do like Herbert. Uh, I mean, we just saw the, the Cowboys, you know, they're, they're a perfect example of what you can do against New England. Uh, New England's been a rather solid run defense. Um, they rank 17th in adjusted line yards. They're 10th in second level yards and fifth in open field yards. And they've faced some, some pretty decent rush attacks. So um, New England, while they don't scream pass funnel in terms of like DVOA and, and whatnot, they actually are, you know, based on the production uh, that we've seen from the good teams like Dallas, you know, you can pass on them. And, and the Chargers uh, are a team that is not necessarily going to rely on the run. And, and they absolutely will just rely on Herbert. So, um, <laughs> Cody. So, uh, yeah, no, I absolutely have interest in, in the Chargers passing attack. I just I worry about the pace of play in that game. Um, 
because everybody that plays the Chargers just takes the air out of the ball and just runs the ball over and over again. And and we know that's what New England's going to do. So I'm concerned the number of plays in that game is going to be lower than than what we normally see in a Chargers game. So that's why I kind of lean towards, you know, a one-off wide receiver as opposed to just fully stacking Herbert. But I absolutely, I absolutely think they're going to score through the air uh, in that game. So um, I definitely like the Chargers. But, I mean, it's hard not to like these other guys at the top, too. Like Josh Allen, I mean, Buffalo's going to score 30-plus points. And Miami's been one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Um, it's like you just play Josh Allen, you get all the Buffalo points, whether he runs in, runs it in or, or throws a bunch of touchdowns. So um, 8,100 is not too expensive for him. And, and honestly, the same can be said for Stafford. I'll probably won't end up playing Stafford. I'll end up playing the running back there. But um, you absolutely can't play Stafford. Brady, I, I I love Brady this week, and I'm hoping he goes overlooked. I mean, how many times do we see uh, Brady-led teams, they, they, they scheme against what the defense is going to allow, and we know this New Orleans team is just is a mirror image of the Bucks defense. Uh, you, you can't run on them. You have to throw to have success, and Brady's going to know that. And uh, the list, while, while, you know, people may quote, you know, the, the New Orleans defense has been blah, 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 you know, against opposing passing attacks. I mean, they've played Geno Smith, uh, Taylor Heineke, Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. Mac Jones, Sam Darnold, and then week <laughs> one, Aaron Rodgers, where the Packers just absolutely no-showed. So there's literally not been a single good passing attack they've faced, and now they get to face the greatest quarterback of all time. So uh, I, I love Brady in this spot. You know, I think he could go overlooked because people see a, a red number three. Uh, against his name for the the team he's playing against. So um, 7,400 is not too expensive for him. Uh, then there's two games with cheaper quarterbacks that I really want to attack. That's Detroit and Philly. Uh, I'm good with playing golf and Hurts. Either either way you want to do it. I'm going to play Hurts and probably run it back with with Swift on the on the line side and, and Hawkinson. But I you know I don't even mind playing a, a golf stack as well with Swift and Hawkinson. Um, I, I think that game can go to the moon. Uh, those two teams, you know, they can put up points against those each other's defenses pretty quickly. Uh, and then the other game that I have a lot of interest in is is Indy and Tennessee. Uh, I think that game could turn into a shootout rather quickly as well. So uh, Tannehill and Wentz are, I think, are both good upside options at their prices. There will be interest in the running backs in those games as well, which you know is going to lead to depressed passing attack ownerships, which is which is fine. And, and honestly, those are offenses where you can play the QB with the running back because the running backs catch passes there too. Um, like an interesting stat on the Tennessee offensive side, they're playing against Indy who runs over 60% zone. So they, they're like hmm. near the top of the league in zone coverage. Uh, this year against zone coverage, Derrick Henry is second on the team in targets with 16 against zone coverage. A.J. Brown leads the team with 18, and he's one ahead of Julio with 15. So, you know, if you are playing Tannehill, don't be afraid to pair him with Henry and just get the entire Tennessee offense in that game. So um, I like I like that game as well, and that's, that's pretty much where I'm going to start my short list of, of QBs to play. Yeah, I I love I love that Tennessee and Indy game. Tannehill was a guy that I had written down and and kind of overlooked him, and probably because this dude's only thrown for multiple touchdowns in one game this year, he really has. You know, we don't see him hitting that three hundred yard 
upside, you know, the multiple touchdowns, but he is running in some touchdowns, you know, three, Mm -hmm. three rushing touchdowns on the year already. Um, You love to see that. And we've seen in the past, we've talked about it on this show multiple times, like stacking Tennessee and getting all the points, right? So like people love this game and who's going to play, you know, Tannehill and, and Henry and a pass catcher for Tennessee and or run it back with an indie pass catcher. Nobody's doing that. You know, they're going to play Henry and Pittman or they're going to play, you know, Jonathan Taylor and Tannehill and AJ Brown, or, or maybe they get, you know, they think that they're getting cute or whatever, or, or getting contrarian and going to Julio. I, I love getting exposure to this offense in contrarian ways. I think a really contrarian way is getting Tannehill with Julio and AJ Brown. Like this is something that we kind of talked about going into the season as this offense kind of being a little bit potent and having to throw and like what happens if, you know, some of these Julio touchdowns don't get called back by penalty and AJ Brown keeps burning secondaries and Tannehill does throw for multiple scores and, or, or, or if like, or if uh, Kev is saying like if Carson Wentz is having a good game and then Henry gets game scripted out, like nobody's going to have Tannehill with, with two pass catchers um, in this matchup, even though, this is one of the best games on the slate from what Vegas is telling us. So I, I think that getting unique builds on that game is where I definitely want to get exposure to. And I'm I'm kind of leaning towards you this year, Maddie, where I'm building like three teams, five teams. I'm really trying to be succinct in, in what I do. But like this game is one that I just circled where you have to have exposure to this game on, on one team if you're building multiples. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it stands out on paper as one of the few ga- few games where both both teams have the ability to score thirty points, right? I mean, right. at a first first look of the of the slate, I mean, there's what four really good offenses that have the, the ability to score thirty points outside of game stacks, outside of the, the, those two games, the the Philly, Detroit, and um, Indy and Tennessee. That's Buffalo against Miami, uh, the Bengals against the Jets the Rams against Houston and Tampa Bay against New Orleans. And those are all games where it's, they could be one-sided games. Um, So like, I mean, yes, they could have a ton of production uh, on one side. And and that's, those will be spots where, you know, you don't necessarily want to run it back maybe. Um, But like, these are games that can go absolutely nuclear from a pace standpoint. And, and you can just really unlock, you know, the highest ceiling games of the week just by, by playing those two games that could, could go back and forth. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, Ryan. I, I love that Indy Tennessee game. So, other than that, is there any other quarterbacks you guys want to talk about? Or do you guys jump over to running backs? I'm good on my end. Yeah, let's let's jump over to running backs because it's going to lead me to talk about a situation at quarterback that I think maybe garners some popularity. Go ahead. All right. Running backs. <laughs> so, we have no 9K running back this week. Derrick Henry has fallen down to 8,900. You have Alvin Kamara at 8,700. Austin Eckler at 7,900. Najee Harris at 7,500. Jonathan Taylor at 7,200. DeAndre Swift at 7,100. Joe Mixon at 6,900. Nick Chubb at a paltry 6,800. James Robinson, 6,600. Daryl Henderson at 6,500. Leonard Fournette at 6,300. Cordell Patterson at 6,200. Damian Harris at 61, and then Chuba Hubbard at 6K. So, running backs, you know, uh, I think it's a very interesting week for running back, but, uh, you know, I will talk about that in a second. 
Ryan, you let us off at quarterback. Maddie, lead us off at running back. Yeah, so there's uh, a couple really good spots that, you know, we briefly mentioned while talking about the quarterback position. Um, and there's three that stand out on paper in terms of pure defensive matchup. Uh, and that's the Chargers run defense, the Philly run defense, and the Houston run defense. Um, all three of them are in the bottom four in terms of uh, the rushing metrics that that I weigh pretty heavily. So uh, Damian Harris is is going to be a priority of mine more than likely, uh, even though he's 6,100. I mean, the way you beat the Chargers, and the, I mean, they're, they've get, they're like the league worst run defense. So, uh, you know, I'm not too worried about him getting scripted out of that game. Like I said, I think that game plays a little slow. Uh, and we haven't really seen the Chargers blow the doors off anybody. They've, you know, they've won some close games. So uh, I, I like Harris in a competitive game there. Uh, I may not make a team without Daryl Henderson this week. Uh, I know he was a big bust last week, scoring only nine points against Detroit. And I think that could possibly lower his ownership this week against Houston. But Cooper Cup's not going to score two touchdowns uh, every single week, is he? So eventually those are going to swing back to Daryl Henderson. So I really like him at 6,500. I think that, you know, he's playing 90% of the snaps every week. So uh, he's going to be a priority of mine. And then DeAndre Swift uh, at 7,100, assuming he plays, which he should. He's been questionable the entire year so far and has continued to smash. Uh, Swift is, is, has turned into the feature back there playing uh, pretty much 75% of the snaps on a weekly basis. Um, you know, he's, he's gone for over 20 points in, in four out of his seven games already this year. Uh, Philly is like we said, bottom of the bottom of the barrel and run defense. Uh, they rank 30th in adjusted line yards, 29th in second level yards. So, uh, Swift is a guy once you let him get out in the open, you know, he can, he can really do some damage, which we saw last week, uh, against the Rams who have a, a pretty good defense and he's heavily, heavily, heavily involved in the pass game. I mean, Targets of 11, 5, 7, 6, 6, 7, and 10 on the year so far. So I it just, you know, the matchup and, and, and workload does not get much better than DeAndre Swift, and he's 7,100. Uh, he will be semi-popular, I think, So, uh, but I'm not sure that I care. I, I think that he's, uh, he's too good of a player and too good of a matchup here with too good of a role. Uh, I think that I'm just going to eat the chalk if he ends up chalk. And then one other guy I will touch on, uh, I think I, I like Jonathan Taylor this week uh, against Tennessee. We talked yes. about the QB situation yeah. there, but uh, you know, similar to you know Swift and Henderson, he's starting to see a, a good chunk of the snaps. And, and Naheem Hines has not really been a thing this year. It's it's turned into the Jonathan Taylor show. Uh, and, and Tennessee's metrics are not very good either. Twenty second in adjusted line yards, twenty fourth in second level yards, and twenty fourth in open field yards. So I think you know Jonathan Taylor can have a monster breakout game here. Uh, we've seen him go over 100 yards in three of his last four games. Uh, he's over 20 fantasy points in, in all four games, with with two of those being over 30. So definitely monster upside here for for JT against Tennessee in a game game environment we really like. Uh, and he's gonna he can be involved in the pass game too if they were to start trailing. So um, yeah, those are those are the guys I'm pretty much gonna focus on. I, I don't really know. I don't know how much Derrick Henry I'm going to end up with just because I like these other guys more. Um, and then Kamara, I probably will not end up with Kamara. Uh, I think that, you know, the Bucks are going to be smart enough to kind of take him away. 
So uh, that's kind of where I stand with uh, the studs at the top. I'm curious, uh, Ryan, I'll toss this question to you. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt is out. <laughs> we know that, you know, and mm. we saw the, you know, we saw the ownership that Kareem Hunt was getting. I mean, it was what, 50, 60, 70% when, when Chubb missed. Um, obviously, I don't think Chubb is going to get that high playing against uh, Pittsburgh, but we know Chubb's, you know, issue has been that he's never been really involved in the pass game. Uh, and with Kareem Hunt out, I would assume that role goes up. What are you doing with Nick Chubb yeah. this week? And then talk to me about the other guys you like. He he's a tough one. Um, I I literally uh, was was looking into this before this pod because I was like I, I'm really interested in Deontay. Um, so I was like, man, you know, this is kind of tough because Pittsburgh's playing slow right now. You know, they're not that kind of like fast paced team. I think they're just they're happy to go in there and kind of run clock and get out with wins and not let Ben Roethlisberger have to do too much. But I mean, with Juju Smith Schuster being out for the year like I think we're gonna see this concentrated offense you know on one side so it was looking making me look at Deontay who I think is still underpriced I mean they just won't do anything with this dude's price it's it's absolutely ridiculous like he gets double digit targets and we just you know play him every week uh so on the other side I was looking at what I what I could do and Baker's banged up and Odell's banged up Jarvis is banged up and um this is a kind of a stout defense but like if anybody could like do it it's Nick Chubb who was seeing 20 touches 20 plus touches with Kareem Hunt you know still being there and I think people will think about Dearness Johnson and be like oh they're gonna split I don't want to play Nick Chubb um in that manner but like if he's healthy they're going to put him out there as the lead back like Dearness Johnson that was great we got that game on Thursday night it was awesome and you know we just put that in the bank and hope that he gets freed and and maybe traded by Tuesday um to go somewhere else where he could eat but nobody's gonna play Nick Chubb and I think he becomes real interesting he becomes absolutely interesting if Austin Eckler he popped up with a hip injury I guess like he's on the injury report and the direct pivot off of Austin Eckler off of Austin Eckler is going to be people will go to Kamara or people will go to Swift, you know, because they want that pass catching upside and nobody's going to be thinking about Nick Chubb. So like if we don't have Eckler on the slate and I don't have to think about that, I'm just going to, you know, take some shots on Nick Chubb. But I do like playing him with a bring back on Pittsburgh side because if he's smashing and what we expect him to, you know, do 100 plus yards, 150 yards on the ground and two scores or more. Uh, somebody on the Pittsburgh side is is going to have to eat up that volume. So I think yeah. he's interesting. I, I love the Swift call. Like Swift has been a guy. I was very frustrated last week. I was just like, you know, Swift's in play every week. Um, he was a he was a great pivot off of a chalky Chuba Hubbard who was on the road. Um, and they were kind of coming in at similar price, but Hubbard's ownership was just that much larger against the Giants. And I was like, man, why did I not play Swift in this matchup against the Rams where it just shaped up in a great spot for him to get those target totals. And he takes that play to the house and you're just sitting there tilting, but he's in play every week, wide receiver running back um, at the same spot. I think Damian Harris, uh, we got the Ramondre Stevenson news late on Sunday that he was going to be ruled out in a smash spot. You know that the touches are kind of limited there, but you know, it, it is a game against the chargers there. If this defense, you know, can hold them and the chargers are somewhat of a run funnel, you know, I think that Damian Harris is always going to be in play every week. So I do love him. And I, I do like Kamara. 
Um, I, I talked about Tom Brady. I think, Maddie, you're feeling the same type of way. Um, and I just don't know how much they can game script him out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it feels ugly, but he is their only play right now. I mean, Marquez Callaway, this would be a spot where I'd be interested in him. But, like, the catch rate isn't there. They're missing him on multiple passes, Jameis. That is, um, it is a revenge game for Jameis, whatever for whatever that's worth, um, against the Tampa Bay team. But like, he can't find him. Traquan Smith, he's yelling at him, but he's back healthy. Maybe that eats into Marco as a share. And like Alvin Kamara is just, he's that dude. It's it's gonna suck with Eckler out because I think it will rise his ownership up. But I don't think anybody wants to play Kamara. And like he is the best way for new Orleans to have any semblance of chance of staying in that game. So He's I the think that his, he, 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 he makes it interesting. <laughs> like if you're not getting exposure to Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor, both of those guys I love in that matchup. Um, if you're not playing Joe Mixon, who I see the chat talking about uh, while in there, like Joe Mixon was the guy I was going to talk about. Um, Cause Joe Burrow, I think maybe he gets a little bit of love with the chase stack because of what just happened last week, but Mixon at, his price tag. I mean, this dude going against the Jets, like they need to get him the ball. We saw him over 30 plus touches in week one and they just haven't been running him, but this is a prime spot for him to eat. People are forgetting about him. So I, I do think running back is interesting, but I am going to, I think for me, it's uh, looking at the Indy Tennessee game at those running backs, but I'm not going to have much exposure to Henry. So I look down, I, I do have interest in Chubb. I think Kamara is my, my main payup that I want to get to do have interest in Swift, but for majority of myself, it's going to be looking at Daryl Henderson, who I think is in a get right spot here and just gets me Rams exposure that I wouldn't otherwise get because of Cooper cups price tag. And then Joe Mixon, who, while he's on the road, he's playing against the jets that have been obliterated by backs and, this should be a spot for him. I will, I, you know, Samaj P. Ryan getting run is frustrating, but I, I think that this is a good spot for Joe Mixon. I'm interested in him in tournaments. Um, the one cheap guy before I toss it to you, Kev, that I am interested in, gotta call the Homer call, is Khalil Herbert. This dude, like, he is way underpriced for what he's able to do. 100 yards against the Bucks, like, nobody does that. And, and this rookie just went out there and did that in probably the ugliest game that you could possibly write up for for a, a, a piece on the other side. Like it should have been a pass catcher to kind of get to a score. And this dude, he just finds ways. And while uh, David Montgomery is on IR and Damian Williams is just not that dude, this guy's explosive. I mean, he looks amazing. Uh, they're at home against the 49ers. Nobody's giving them love. I think it's plus four is what the line is now. They'll probably move a little bit in in San Francisco's favor. I think people want to play Eli Mitchell on the other side. And I think Khalil Herbert is the best way for the Bears to have any semblance of chance of, of winning or staying in that game. Um, and he's very interesting to me. And, and Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines had chances last week. He wasn't able to convert in the past game. Uh, you like that Khalil Herbert's getting a little bit of looks in the past game, but not that many. But I think on the ground he can get there at, at his price tag, which is way too cheap for a lead back. Yeah, and I mean, even that game last week, it was 38-3, to three and he still got 18 carries and went for 100 yards and had five targets. So, I mean, right. it seems like they're just going to give him 20 touches regardless of what the game looks like. So, yeah, I, I'm good with that. And then one final thing on the Nick, Nick Chubb, and then bef- and then we'll toss it back to Kev. Uh, Pittsburgh actually ranks 21st 
in second level yards and second to last in open field yards. So, uh, yeah. yeah, against the best run blocking O line in the NFL, uh, Nick Chubb could end up being very <laughs> sneaky, uh, assuming his ownership doesn't get out of control with no Kareem Hunt. But, yep. All right, no, Kev, it, where you it, at? it won't. It won't, Maddie. It, it won't. It won't get out of control. I, it shouldn't. I hope it doesn't because I, I have interest. One of my favorite running backs on this entire slate. First, an opportunity share among all running backs. He's first at snap share. He's second in targets and has a 20% target share. Derek That's Najee Harris. <laughs> 100%. I'm going to be well overweight on Najee Harris. Najee Harris right. is ex- extremely too cheap. He should be well into the 8K range. He's only 7,500. He is yeah. just too cheap for what they are giving him. He is the – he's Le'Veon Bell, right? And uh, for, for, you know, back whenever he was here, prime Le'Veon Bell. And the guy is just going to get peppered with targets. He is the the safety valve for Big Ben. Anything breaks down, he dumps it off to, to Najee Harris. And so it is really hard for me not to want to be overweight on this guy every time he's on the slate. Because he just sees such an incredible workload that you're just not going to find anywhere uh, in many other places, um, you know. And, and the, his 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 receiving work it ha- has been fantastic. While he hasn't been the most efficient running back in the league, it doesn't matter because he because the the amount of volume that he sees, he can never be game scripted out of the game because he's always going to be involved in the passing game here. Juju Smith Schuster leaving just opens up even more targets for him. And so I absolutely love Najee Harris. I don't care if they're playing the Browns. Uh, I really don't care whoever they're playing in any week because with the amount of volume he's seeing, he's always going to be in play. And the price tag is just not high enough. Like I said, I think he should be up there in the $8,400, $8,500 range with what he's providing. And he's not. And so I absolutely love Najee Harris. James Robinson, you know, love this matchup against Seattle. Uh, you know, he has, you know, he is also fifth in opportunity share among all running backs. Uh, you know, I know, you know, Carlos Hyde was a thing there for a little while, but for the most part, I mean, the last time he played in week six, he had played 91% of the snaps. He also ran 31 routes. You love to see that in that game, you know, had over hundred yards and a touchdown. And so he's also the pass catching back in this offense. And so absolutely love uh, James Robinson here at that price tag as well at 6,600. Uh, the other guy I was going to hit on was Khalil Herbert. I'm not going to bring him up now because I, I, I 100% agree. He is way, way too cheap for what he is what he's providing at 5,400. And so I absolutely love him. I'm not worried about San Francisco's defense. We saw Jonathan Taylor carve that defense up last week. And so I like Khalil Herbert at that price range. If we're going to pay down at running back, I think there's a couple of different options. I have some interest in Kenneth Gainwell because it sounds like Miles Sanders is not going to play. I, at this point, I'd be shocked if Miles Sanders plays, right? And so right. we want to play running backs against Detroit. Now I know it can be a little, you know, a little frustrating because you know, is it going to be Boston Scott? Is it going to be Kenneth Gainwell? I think it's going to be Kenny Gainwell. And Kenny Gainwell at five K against Detroit is too good to pass up as well. So I absolutely love Kenny Gainwell as you know, as long as Miles Sanders is out, which they have not ruled him out, but I would be surprised if he played this week. And so I like him. And there's one other guy, and he plays for the New York Jets that I like, and that is Michael Carter. <laughs> $4,900 Michael Carter. Oh, my goodness. This is this was the easy one for me. I, I absolutely love this guy this week. Um, you know, last week he played 74% of the snaps. 
He ran 22 routes, which is by far the most he's run all year. He had nine targets, you know, eight receptions, 104 yards. Cincinnati is a good run defense. I will say that. But I think with having Mike White at quarterback, he is going to see a massive amount of dump-offs to Michael Carter. It's what you see from all backup quarterbacks. They're just looking to get the ball out there as quickly as possible. And so I think Michael Carter could see, you know, 10-plus targets in this game. And uh, uh, Tevin Coleman doesn't sound like he's going to play. It does uh, sound like uh, Ty Johnson should be available. But regardless of that, $4,900 Michael Carter and if, on a PPR format. I'm about that because I think the pass catching volume is definitely going to be there for him. What what are the what are the chances that it is White quarterbacking and not Flacco? I think they've already said that it's, they've already named Mike White the starter. They named him a starter. Okay, I, I missed that today, but I thought that was interesting that they traded for him uh, on a on a week where they would need to could potentially start him. But all right, yeah, I guess it's White against Cincinnati. Let, let me play Cincy D then. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of where I come in. And so those are the guys I like. I do like some of the guys you guys mentioned, but, you know, no reason to be a dead horse. So, um, yeah. do you guys have anybody else at running back or you want to jump to wide receiver? I I mean, I think that's – I was looking through. I think that's really it at running back. I mean, uh, the only thing, which I haven't been able to talk to you guys uh, about this, um, Mike Davis was a popular topic for us last year on the oh, DJ Nation part. Um what the hell is going on in Atlanta? And like, is Cordero Patterson in play just every week because of his share of? I don't the think he is. I don't. Backs. I don't. I do. I don't think he is. And so, and this is why. So, if you look at Carolina, Carolina has been excellent against the run, and they've been even better against pass catching backs. They've only allowed eighty six receiving yards all season to uh, uh, to uh, running That's backs, crazy. and it's the next closest is like a hundred and sixty team to them. Some of it's a little fluky because it's only been like 17 pass or 17 receptions uh, uh, on them, but they, they've been, they, they've done an excellent job against the run and they are, you know, ninth in adjusted line yards, seventh in stuff rank. So they've been a, a really solid defense. And so I don't love Cordell Patterson here in this, in this matchup, this defense has been really good. Um, and so I, I think his role, he's a good cash play. I just, his upside. I just don't. I mean, we saw it one week where he scored three touchdowns, but that's not going to be the norm for him, right? So and whatever it was, like eleven touches or whatever the hell it was, like yeah. just absolute crazy anomaly game. Uh, but no, I just thought that was interesting to bring up because I, I feel like if that Miami and Atlanta game went a little bit differently last week. I feel like, and maybe the Carolina and Giants game to the extent that Darnold got benched. I feel like people would be looking at this Carolina and Atlanta game being sneaky. Um, you know, so much chalk was had on the Atlanta pass uh, passing side and then bringing it back with Jalen Waddle with Devontae Parker getting ruled out. And we Kyle Pitts got there, but like Calvin Ridley, you know, he really needed that touchdown uh, to kind of save his week. Russell Gage was back. Uh, Matt Ryan, you know, it's always hard to trust him in DFS, but that that is a game that I was kind of like, man, this I'm not interested in it this week, but had things gone differently, it could have been interesting. So I was looking at pieces of that game and wanted to talk about Patterson and Mike Davis with with you guys. Why why I had you why I had your ears. But I think that's I think that's all I have at running back, really. All right, well, let's jump over to wide receivers. Uh we got Cooper Cup starting it off at 9K. Surprise, surprise. Stefan Diggs at 8100 
Mike Williams at 7,700, Terry McLaurin at 7,600, Jamar Chase, 7,500, still too cheap. Uh, Debo Samuel at 7,400, DJ Moore at 7,200, Mike Williams at 7, or Mike Williams, Mike Evans at 7K, AJ Brown at 6,900, DK Metcalf at 6,800, Deontay Johnson, 6,700. Just smash him in there. Uh, that's way too cheap for him. And his 17 million targets he sees every week from Big Ben for a one A dot. Uh, Calvin Ridley, 6,600. Keenan Allen at 6,500. Corlin Sutton at 6,400. Chris Godwin at 6,400. Robert Woods, 6,300. Chase Claypool at 6,300. Tyler Lockett at 6,100. Cannot mess with that. And then that pretty much is it because you have Antonio Brown, who's doubtful, and then Michael Thomas, who's not playing. So, Quarterback or wide receivers, I think, are interesting this week. Um, I think Calvin Ridley is a smash play at 6,600 against Carolina. Mm. Um, he's just he's just too cheap. I already mentioned Deontay Johnson at 6,700. Just the amount of his target volume is ridiculous. And on a, you know he may be a guy who isn't going to give you you know a 40, but at 6,700 he's going to see just such a ridiculous target share. He's going to see so many receptions, and we've actually seen some him you know actually being able to complete some deep balls with Big Ben. Every time it happens, I'm I'm caught off because uh, I'm like I didn't think Big Ben could still throw deep, but you know apparently he just musters it up enough once or twice a game just to be able to make that throw. And, you know, Deontay Johnson's look good. I mean, he burned Jair Alexander on that one play. So, you know, I don't, I don't mind him. I really love him at 6,700. But I wanted to ask you guys, because you have Stefan Diggs, who's 8,100. Right? And I love Stefan Diggs, but I also – why not Emmanuel Sanders? And I know you can play them both, yeah. obviously, together. But – why not just play Emmanuel Sanders at 5,400? I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is getting more targets than he is. He's playing more snaps than he is, than Stefan Diggs is. And he's significantly cheaper. And air yards, too. His his air yards have been, has, have been incredible. I mean, it is – so what I, what I wrote down for this game was like, okay, you got Xavier Howard and, and Byron Jones back. Uh, which would normally, you know, wor- worry you about t- targeting opposing uh, wide receivers. And we saw that last week with Calvin Ridley where he struggled. But, like, Stefan, they play man. And, like, Stefan Diggs' man coverage numbers, which, Maddie, you're, yep. the, you're the metrics guy. I just go in and look at favorable spots. But, it, it you know, it is interesting how, how often this dude has, like, smashed specifically against man coverage. Like, that was a thing when he was back at Minnesota. It's carried over to Buffalo. Um, but I will say, though, it does lead interest to me, though, Maddie, um, especially, you know, on the site where I play, where they have them egregiously underpriced. Um, but also we got Dawson Knox out. Right. And so, like, who's playing, you know, Josh Allen, who passes the ball around to anybody who's open. It doesn't have to be his favorable guy. And who's to say that he doesn't, you know, connect on Emmanuel Sanders on a long one. And then Gabe Davis who like I was scrolling down and looking for this dude's price tag to find him. And I was like, dude, what, what if this dude is out there running routes without Dawson Knox? And I mean, he's a bigger body guy. Can they use him in the red zone? And I, I you know, just to get exposure to, you know, m- maybe I want to play AJ Brown at the top or it, to get ex- uh, Cooper cup exposure, um, which, you know, makes it hard to play Cooper Cup and Stefan Diggs, obviously, if you're building the team and you go through um, and see how hard that is. I was like, what if I just take the cheaper Buffalo guys? Um, so I hear you on Emmanuel Sanders because um, 
he's absolutely in a smash spot. But I was looking at the other pass catchers. And obviously, Cole Beasley's in play too, but I, I just never play him. Uh, I'll let other people play him. But I, I was looking at Sanders as well, Kevin, and, and, and uh, Gabe Davis at the at cheap. I think he's like real cheap this week. Yeah, I uh, I am all on board with everything you guys are saying uh, about the Bills' offense, and I think the the injury to Knox, you know, it funnels more production to these guys that uh, we're already seeing, you know, the good production. And, and and I think the scheme that Miami plays, you know, we talked about how they're they're a man heavy defense. Well, Cole Beasley has only seen twelve percent of his targets this year against man coverage, whereas mm. over over eighty percent against zone. So they use him heavily against zone teams. And then you look at the, the, the stats or the, the targets of the, the other guys against man. Diggs leads the team in man coverage targets with 23. Next highest is Emmanuel Sanders with 10. So that just tells you how much <laughs> they, they rely on Stephon Diggs in man coverage. Um, That's wild. And, I mean, Sanders is next with 10. And then Dawson Knox was next with eight. And then you've got to you get down to the, like the running backs with five. Uh, Zach Moss with five. Cole Beasley with five, Gabe Davis with three. Um, so, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be the Stefan Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders show, which, I mean, it kind of already has been this year. I mean, Diggs has a 26% target share, 34% of the air yards. Uh, Sanders, 18% targets, 32% of the air yards. Uh, Diggs getting 118 air yards a game. Sanders getting 112. And then it drops all the way down to 41 air yards a game for Cole Beasley. So, I mean, it really has been a two man. Uh, offense with the with the occasion occasional Dawson everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Knox and occasional Cole Beasley blow-up game. But, uh, I mean, without Dawson Knox there, I think that the production funnels even more to Diggs and Sanders. And then I, I agree. I mean, Gabe Davis has been playing, you know, thirty anywhere from 30 to 50% of the snaps. Um at wide receiver. So I, you know, I like that call for a cheap spot where we've seen these, these cheap Buffalo guys just blow up randomly uh, because they're, they're attached to, to Josh Allen and his, uh, you know, tendency to throw deep and have a, have a great deep ball. So um, yeah, the matchups there, the man coverage uh, stats point to everything, but Cole Beasley. So, you know, that means Cole Beasley's going for a hundred yards and two touchdowns. So, right. uh, <laughs> so that's what that means. But yeah, uh, I really love Diggs at the top, and, and I really do like the Emmanuel Sanders call as well. And I think you can play both of them, uh, even you know if you don't have Josh Allen, uh, because Sanders is cheap enough to make that work. I mean, he's what five k ish. I scroll past him. Ooh, yeah, 50, yeah, fifty four hundred. Yeah. So yeah, so that he's cheap enough that where you can just play him with Diggs, and and even if you don't have eighty one hundred dollars Josh Allen you still get the entire Buffalo offense pretty much um, is what you're hoping for there. So, yeah, I, I really like those calls. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so fun. It's so fun to do builds around Buffalo, which is why I'm like, I'll just pay for Josh Allen this week. 
Like, I, I, I mean, I get it. Like, uh, you know, you can talk yourself into so many of these other game scripts, like especially when you're talking about, you know, paying down cheap and getting exposure to other spots. Like, I, I do. I love the Tennessee and indie game. But it's like, where am I getting surefire just points from? Like, you don't even have to. Like, it's not like Daryl Henderson and Matthew Stafford, where like last week, you know, we thought we were getting the Hendo game. It was a perfect Hendo spot. Like, this dude should smash. And then Stafford's just like, nah, I'm playing against my former team. Like, I want to do it all. And let me go to my boy Cooper Cup. Like, that's fine. But like, you play that slate out more times than not. Like, Hendo's going to hit. Like, that's going to be a prime spot for him to hit. And then he disappoints last week and nobody wants to play him this week. And that's how I'll get my exposure back to that team. I mean, I do like Cooper cup a, a lot this week and he's the highest priced and deservedly. So, cause this dude just keeps smashing. They pass in the red zone. That's all they do. But like the Hendo game's coming and I just want to be on it when nobody's thinking about that. And then that way I can just play this Buffalo team who people are scared to play because of blowout potential or, Allen, you know, really hasn't he's done it, but not in the tune where you'd want it from a DFS perspective that you need to have this player. And it's like if Chua can just, you know, find Gasecki, get Miles Gaskin involved, do whatever you can to keep this game close. Like if this game is within two touchdowns or whatever, it doesn't even need to be. Like yeah, Buffalo I mean, has shown yes, that yes. they'll just smash you. Like even with yeah. the first time that these two teams met, it's 35 0, and they just kept pouring it on. Um, right, and it's like and, and, like no, getting exposure to these offenses that regularly score thirty plus points is is so underrated because people are just afraid that they can't stack the other side, and it's like just just play them, get the right. get the thirty point exposure, and just just play them. No, and I and I hear you, Maddie, and that's that's exactly what I'm saying. I guess the the caveat being, and I'm well aware of it too, is like that first matchup. This dude only threw for 179. Like he had two touchdowns. They didn't need him to do anything else. And like if he gets, you know, if they get short fields against Tua, he's making mistakes. Like maybe maybe there does come a point where they just like it's 35 to zero, and they don't need Josh Allen again. But like, how often does that happen? Is kind of what I'm saying. So I'm a well aware that like Josh Allen could be in a spot where Buffalo has just killed this team and they're they're left for dead. They're on the mat, nothing left to do. And you're like, man, I paid for Josh Allen and he only got me 20 points. But it's like, dude, he could go out there. His floor is 20 points. Like, what if he goes out and gets 30 points, 35 points, 40 points in this game and you're kicking yourself because you were like, this is a prime matchup for him to explode. And I just didn't want to play him in fear of blowout potential. We talk about this all the time, like the fear of blow up spot. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't want to be scared to do it. So I'm going to play Josh Allen. And that's what led me to those teams. But in, especially on a slate now where we were just dealing with, I forget however many games there were uh, last week, but now we got the extra games. There's no London games. So more teams on the slate, more chances for people to, you know, play. I don't want to miss out on whatever, you know, I don't want to miss out on Mike Williams popping off, but it's against new England. Like what are the chances of him popping off? Like there's so many other spots that have so many more question marks. We're like Buffalo. We know what the hell this team's doing. Uh, so that I just love Buffalo this week. So I will either, you know, be winning money or losing money. So that's, that's what we talk it, about. It feels like the game against Washington where they won 43 to 20. Like, I, I feel like they're going to win pretty, pretty easily. But, you know, right. I feel like the Dolphins will be able to put up points. They're not going to score zero points again. I mean, Tua was out that game and, and Tua's looked rather decent. Uh, over the last last two weeks. So, um, yeah, I'm confident enough that, that the Dolphins will put up enough points that 
you know, Josh Allen's not going to get, he's not going to throw less than 30 times. Um, you know, maybe it does turn into a shootout, but I don't necessarily think you need it, need it to, right. Like you're saying, Ryan, um, you know, just, I think it really is underrated getting exposure to these offenses that just crush on a week to week basis. Yeah. I think, I, think about I mean, how profitable you'd be playing Matt Stafford or Cooper Cup this whole year. Uh, and like, it's like, <laughs> I like, I feel like every week we I talk think about, about that Henderson. regularly. <laughs> yeah. It's like every week we've talked about Henderson, right? And it's like, right. the Rams should crush this team. The Rams should crush this team. Well, Detroit takes them into a freaking shootout last week. And it's like, no, nobody predicted that. Everybody wanted to play Henderson. And it's like, well, that game ended up being a lot closer than, than people thought. And Cooper Cup scores 40 points again because of it so it's like you know if you were just playing cooper cup because you know you're just like all right well the rams are gonna score 30 points and on this team i don't have henderson so who's getting me there from the rams like okay well let me just get get my exposure so that's i i feel like that's just the approach i'm gonna take with buffalo this week is like on teams where i'm not playing digs i'll probably just try to force in sanders yeah and 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 just i know we're (laughs) of course you having me on you know we're 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 looking at that hour mark already and just getting into wide receivers so i apologize but it kind of when you brought that up i thought that was just awesome to bring up because i i wrote down digs like the first thing that i did this week was just like dude digs is in a great spot but on teams where i'm not if i don't play digs and i am having josh allen with those other two guys like i'm forcing myself to get to cooper cup because Cooper Cup is that dude who just can just separate and just break the entire slate. Like, I am interested in A.J. Brown. I think people will go back to the Jamar Chase well. I think some of these other guys are thinking we're going to get a popular Chris Godwin uh, again in that matchup uh, against the Saints where uh, all the talk right now on Twitter, at least that I've seen, is just how Marshawn Lattimore shuts down Mike Evans and Mike Evans is coming off of the three-touchdown game. So I think Chris Godwin's ownership is just going to be so much more uh, up there, I am interested uh, for cheap in Tyler Johnson as well. Like Tyler Johnson and Gabe Davis would be the two guys that I would oh, look I at. I played for him last cheap. week, I, and, and a lot of people did, Matty. Like he got some steam last week, and he really didn't get there um, in a game where they just didn't need him. But like, if the Saints keep this close for whatever reason, like I think he's very intriguing. Where you like you, I, I talked about Tom Brady, like playing Tom Brady, not taking Mike Evans, taking Chris Godwin and Tyler Johnson. If you're not getting exposure to a tight end who's coming back this week, I think makes a lot of sense with Alvin Kamara, who's the only play that I play from the Saints. I think this week. So for me, I I just there I, there's not a lot of cheap guys that I like outside of those two guys that I mentioned. So I'm looking at the top which is why I mentioned Khalil Herbert because I was just building teams and just figuring out, okay, I know I want to pay up for receiver this week. It feels like that type of week. Where can I go cheap? And these guys at the top are just in such prime spots. Like I'm going to play Cooper Cup. I'm going to play Stefan Diggs. I'm going to have exposure to A.J. Brown this week. And, and, and I mean, that's pretty much it. Like I like Chris Godwin uh, in game stacks, and I'm really not going to have too much exposure like everywhere else because my quarterbacks are going to tied to some of these high-end pass catchers and i'm just yeah. going to get creative elsewhere where people are going to play you know these other guys that are just not in good favorable spots like i could see chase getting disappointed by Mixon. i could see you know the indie guys or getting disappointed by taylor yeah t higgins i mean i guess mike williams would have some intri- intrigue for me if eckler is ruled out um because you know it would be like joshua kelly and justin jackson back there and people will play them and I'll just get an alpha wide receiver um, in that role. But I, I like these guys at the top a lot. 
Okay. And then Kev, I got a question for you before uh, you take off on your wide receivers. Um, Debo Samuel has been questionable with a calf injury this week. Uh, he's been limited and it's, you know, calf injuries are not really something that are ideal, especially for a wide receiver. So if Debo Samuel is out, Kev, how much Brandon Ayuk are you going to have? <laughs> Especially what is he like forty two hundred dollars? Forty five hundred, I believe. Yeah. Wow. No, he's forty two. Yeah, he's forty two. Yeah, forty two. Yeah. You're right. So, uh, um, a lot, um, a lot, a lot. <laughs> like, I think I'm the they, same boat. I, who else are they throwing the ball to? You know, in that game, they, that's what not happens, George right? Kittle. No, because George Kittle right. is not expected to be back till next week, and so, yeah, I mean, I. I Listen, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Brian Ayuk this week, even if Debo Samuel plays. Okay, because I'm like, eventually wow. it's gonna pay off. It could be. It could be week eight. It could be week fifteen. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I'm going down with this ship. And so, uh, you know, I'm gonna play some Brian Ayuk no matter. Screw what. the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. Hey, eventually <laughs> it's gonna pay off. What it does, like a victory lap that I played him I for it. 14 straight weeks, and you know, I, he finally paid off one week. So, um, I, I absolutely, uh, you know, really like him, but. We'll we'll see. He's been limited. They said that they felt like he was he was going to be able to play, but they're just being really cautious with him. We'll see <clears throat> in this matchup against Chicago. Um, you know, you talked about not really liking some of these middle tier wide receivers. I love some of these middle tier wide receivers, and like I don't think you have to like. Okay. Obviously, you know, I'm going to have some Cooper Cup because I'm never not going to have Cooper Cup, and especially it's fucking Houston. And so right. um, the guys just absolutely you know went off. So it depends on my builds and how how this plays out. And then, you know, like I said, I think Stefan Diggs makes a lot of sense. But I do like DJ Moore, and I like A.J. Brown, and Deontay Johnson. You know, I, I like all those guys. But, you know, getting down into, like, the 6 and the 5K range guys, like like I already talked about Cal Ridley. Like, Cal Ridley is eventually going to put it together. Like, he has double-digit targets in every game this year but one. He just isn't finding the end zone, and they're not using him deep, right? And so, eventually, he's right. going to go off. And I think you're going to start to put more effort into stopping Kyle, Kyle Pitts. And that's what I think Calvin Ridley is going to go off. And he's super cheap at 6,600. I mean, Calvin Ridley is usually the guy that's 79, 8K, you know, wide receiver. And you can get him at 6,600. And so, I like Calvin Ridley a lot, especially because this is how much targets he's going to see. And then, you know, listen, I, I know you guys kind of hit on Chris Godwin a little bit. But without Antonio Brown... Like it's hard not to love Chris Godwin and and the role he's going to see, especially at sixty four hundred dollars. Um, you know, last week he saw eleven targets, and you know he didn't have the the monster game that Mike Evans did, but he still went eight for one eleven and and a, and a tutty for twenty five point one. And I don't know. I mean, historically, yes, uh, Marshawn Lattimore has just just shut down Mike Evans. It's like it's it's Super Bowl every single week. They every time they play each other, and it's like. It's like they get into it every time. We're not sure if there's going to be a fight that's going to break out every time that those two teams play. Um, but I love Chris Godwin. I love the Ty Johnson call, by the way, as well. I think he's a vi- I think he's a viable option this week. Viable number three. There's no Scotty Miller. He's on IR, um, and so I do think that Ty Johnson is also somebody that we could take a look at. But that gets me to the, the guys that I really want to talk about, and that is one. Devonta Smith, absolutely love him. He's only fifty five hundred mm. against Detroit. Yes, please. great matchup. And so he's just been snake bitten by bad fucking luck. He has three or four touchdowns this year that he's have been called back. Smith. He's got the this week. Yeah. 
You know, and so that's really been the problem. But yeah. he's just too cheap. He's the alpha wide receiver on this team. It is a great matchup against Detroit. So I love fifty five hundred dollars Devonta Smith, whether it's at a game stack or whether playing him separately. Michael Pittman is only fifty three hundred dollars, and mainly I'm assuming it's because of his. Uh, you know, they played on Monday Night Football, so we got that Monday Night Football pricing. But Michael Pittman at fifty three hundred against Tennessee is just too cheap. The guy has been, uh, like I said, an alpha wide receiver this year. And at his price tag, it's going to be hard for him not to pay that off. So I love Michael Pittman. And, whether you're, and I like him, again, same thing. Whether you're playing him in a game stack or you're playing him uh, separately, I, I have no problem doing that at the, at the price that he is. So we have a Chicago guy on, so I just have to ask. You played Allen Robinson <laughs> this week, 4900 I'm, Did you ever I'm think interested. you get that $4,900 Allen Robinson? I'm 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 interested. Here's in my Alan theory. I really wonder if this is all a business decision for Allen Robinson. Like he clearly doesn't want to be there. He didn't want to be right. there. He he wasn't happy that he was franchised. And to me, like there's been some times when you see him out there and he's just kind of looks like he's going through the motions. Like he's not like doesn't really seem like he cares that much. Maybe he's trying to get traded, but he has to, he has to, I mean, this guy has played with some of the worst quarterbacks we've ever fucking seen and has produced. <laughs> and now he just can't do nothing this year. Like, it's just incredible right. to me that he's been so bad, but $4,900. I think he's like another one of those guys that I'm just going to keep playing him. Eventually he's going to pay off. Eventually he's going to have a good game. And at $4,900, he doesn't have to do a whole lot. And then past that, Jerry Judy's coming off IR $4,900 as well. Great matchup against Washington. Sorry ass defense. And he's been ruled in since like early in the week, too. It's not like he's like a game time decision, right? It's like he's back. Like I'm expecting a full, maybe not a hundred percent of snaps, but I mean, I'm expecting him to be close to a full go. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. I mean, he's definitely ready to rock. And I think he had what? What was it like eleven targets or something like that? Week one or the first week that he played. Um before he went seven before he got hurt, yeah. But he led the team at a ton of air yards. He's like just just south of 100 air yards with, with leaving the game early. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys playing Jamal Agnew, by the way, too? $3,700, you know, just. I'm not playing him. No, I can't. I played him on the showdown. <laughs> I don't know what this uh, guy's from, but I played yeah. him in London, but that's how I can't. I can't on full play. <laughs> um, and I also want to say I love the Gabe Davis call as well. So I, I absolutely love that call, especially when Dustin knocks out. He's thirty three hundred dollars. So yeah, he's he he could be nice in the game stacks. I I will say just looking um, at the slate and looking else at these cheap options that that Kev tends to be in love with as well too. Quez Watkins is very intriguing to me. Like when you mentioned Devonta Smith, who who I do like too, and I've played him a ton this year in Jalen Hurts stacks. Um, Hertz has tried to find this guy, Quez Watkins, deep lots this year. And if this dude gets loose, like he could pay off in, in, in bunches. And, and you know, with no Miles Sanders, I think people will look at the running backs here. Um, and we did talk about Jalen Hurts and, and potential stack options, which before we get to tight ends, I love Dallas Goddard. So I, I, I'll just say that. But, you know, at Quez Watkins for cheap in, in, in stacks, I think has some appeal for sure. Um, where, where most people would think Devonta and, and Goddard first, but I'm not sure what his air yards is. I'm not sure what his A dot is um, or share, but I just looked at him and I was like, man, this Quez Watkins, I feel like I watch those games and I'm just like, 
dude, what what is going on? Like I have Smith or Goddard lines and Quez Watkins is getting those targets deep. So Quez is he all of his metrics are literally Devontae Smith cut in half. They have pretty okay. much the same the same A dot. Uh Smith is 13 and a half and Quez is 14, which is you know shocking because I, I you know you wouldn't expect Devontae Smith to have that deep of an A dot. I mean over 13 and right. a half. And he's getting seven and a half targets a game. Like, uh, that's, that's that's crazy. crazy. I, he's going to blow up this week. I think. You know, he's been he, watching yeah, he's Jamar Chase spot. do it every week, and they're you know they're. It's just time. It's time. But uh, but no. Yeah. So Devontae Smith's getting a hundred air yards a game, and Quez is getting fifty two. Uh, Devontae Smith twenty three percent of the targets. Quez at eleven and a half. So okay, he is he is literally Devontae Smith cut in half. Which in a tournament, I'm I'm against Detroit. I'm good with it. Yeah, he's also sixth in yards per reception and fifth in yards per target among all wide receivers. And I, I, he's actually – Quez is also 30th in yards per outrun, which was also um, encouraging to see. So, yeah, I, I don't yeah, mind that play either. That's that's interesting. Um, I, I Yeah, he's just one of those guys, like, not even looking at metrics, at just knowing that mm-hmm. how much exposure I have to Jalen Hurts and best ball and, and season-long teams, like, watching this Philly ga- these Philly games. I'm like, dude, yeah, I, I don't need you, but you keep popping up on my screen. And, like, it's, it's intriguing to me from a DFS standpoint. I will say uh, just right around that range, too, of Brandon Ayuk, like, uh, what's going on with Robbie Anderson? Like, these I'm, these I'm lines done. that this dude is producing are absolutely egregious. Like this this is unheard of. Eleven targets, eleven yards receiving, one <laughs> touchdown. What is that, dude? Nine targets, fourteen yards receiving. This this is unheard of. This is unheard of. Now, granted, I mean, again, I asked Kev, is is Sam Darnold going to be starting or is it going to be PJ Walker? I mean, he he is on the do not touch list. Like, I, I don't know how you can play this guy, but like he's getting like if you look at those numbers and I just didn't tell you what the production was. And I'm just like, yo, you're going to get these numbers. What do you expect outside of the receiving yards? Like 11 targets, seven, you know, seven targets, nine targets for a guy who's at his price tag. What are you doing? You're going to say jam them in. Robbie Anderson is turning into the PJ Tucker of football, fantasy football. (laughs) PJ Tucker goes out and gets 35 minutes a night in basketball. And you're like, oh, this cheap guy is going to play a ton of minutes and, and, and goes and stands in the corner and does absolutely nothing. That's, that's what Robbie Anderson's turning into a guy who gets 11 targets and and just can't do anything. He has 11 yards. If you can't outproduce your targets with yards, uh, there's a problem. Yeah. I, I just, uh, you know ha- ha- hashtag box score watching like no <laughs> again no metrics but i was just like looking through i'm like wait a second what the hell is going on with robbie anderson's number unless like, makes unless no carolina sense. gets deshaun watson i'm out on robbie anderson i i can't do it anymore i've been down that road three or four times already this year and it's just like nope i'm good that's fair that's fair. I I just couldn't believe it. I I can't believe it. And of course he he will pop. Like I mean, you don't have oh, yeah. numbers like that, Maddie. And don't like at some point it's going to give. Like it's not like this dude seeing two, three, four targets. Like if you're going to get that target production, you know maybe it's against Atlanta and and this dude pops off uh, at three percent ownership this week. It of just it, it makes it tough to play him. Uh, I wouldn't run him unless I was doing like opto shit or whatever I, I really feel like you're really trying to talk us into him like it's you're really just trying to no I, is, i'm just he? letting you know like i i'm it's gonna be hard for me like i'm i've been thinking about him all week and i'm like dude do you save this dude who nobody will play but 
I'm not gonna force I'm not gonna force him into lineups. It will have to come down to I have a spot left. Who am I gonna play? Uh, maybe I'll play Robbie Anderson. I will say that I do want Sam Darnold starting. If I'm playing Robbie Anderson, I'm not gonna play him with PJ Walker. So I, I probably will have none. But I, I he's just one guy that I wanted to talk about you talk about with you guys because those numbers are absolutely insane. So I thought that was fun. Yeah, he has uh, just been fucking awful. So, um, <laughs> other than that, if you guys have anybody else to talk about, you want to jump over to tight ends and defenses? Let's do it. Those exciting positions we have. All right. So, a tight end $6,300, Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkins at $5,400, Mike Gazicki at $5,000, k Noah Fan at $4,900, Dallas Goddard at $4,700, Gronk, who's back at $4,600, Tyler Higby at $4,500, or $4, Hunter Henry. 4,200. I expect Ryan to just wax poetically on the revenge game narrative. We have not heard a revenge <laughs> game narrative. And we even have Jameis on a revenge game narrative. I, I brought up Jameis revenge. I brought oh, up I, I, I missed that one, but I better hear it on Hunter I'm not Henry. playing him. Well, but I'm going to start things off because there is one guy that, you know, this show has been known. To, oh, yeah. you know, we, I feel like we unearthed him together. Well, yes. it really wasn't together. It was me and Maddie. Went down the road. Ryan went a different direction. He veered off. Josh Hill. Josh okay. Hill, baby. A different direction. Kev threw, out, <laughs> Kev threw out a completely random name that nobody's ever heard of before. And then we t- we just went down the Air Yards Road. And we he, that's how the name Air Yarnold was born. Yes. Air Yarnold. So this is 100% uh, un- unequivocally a Dan Arnold smash week. Welcome to it. I love it. Absolutely love Dan Arnold this week. He, he you know, he's seeing it. you know uh, a healthy amount of targets. He's only twenty eight hundred dollars. So, and there's no like Travis Kelsey. Oh my God, he's gonna kill me on this slate if I don't have him. There's no Darren Waller. There's no George Kittle. Yes, Kyle Pitts is on the slate, but I mean he's like the only guy that really lets you even feel that can absolutely bury you right at tight end. Right. And so I think this is a week. That we get a little different at tight end, and I think Dan Arnold does that for us. And, and so, if you look at his targets that he since he's been in Carolina, or since, excuse me, since he's been in Jacksonville, he saw eight, he's seen eight and five targets over those uh, over those two games. He's running a healthy amount of routes, twenty eight and twenty seven, playing a lot of snaps. Even his air yards haven't been terrible this year: eighteenth and air yards, seventeenth and market share of air yards. So I like Dan the man Arnold this week at his price tag. He is only $2,800. He's seeing a lot of targets. It's a match. It's a great matchup. If you're wanting to, like I already talked about Trevor Lawrence, I think you could do him with, even if you wanted to, LaVisca Chenault, and then a Dan Arnold, if you if you, if you you feel so frisky to do so. But I like Dan Arnold. I think it's a week to get different at tight end. It's not, you know, there's no obvious 100% smash play tight end that you just have to play, play here. And so, I feel like ownership is going to be spread out at tight end this week. And so I think getting a little bit different with a guy like Dan Arnold is where I want to start. So I love it. I mean, if, if you throw out the first game he played with Jacksonville, because what was that on like a four day notice? Uh, yeah. you throw, that, throw that game out, the game against Cincy. Um, so you're looking at the last two games. He's second on the team in targets with six and a half a game. Second on the team in air yards, he's uh, with 42 and uh, 18% of the targets. 
So yeah, I'm about it. Uh, yeah, I have, I'm, I'm so on board with that call too. Ready to go over defense? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, seriously, I no, I love what you're saying, Kev, where you're like, you, you don't have Kelsey, you don't have Waller. Uh, you, you know, you have Kyle Pitts up there, but like Calvin Ridley's back, Gage is back. Like, I think, you know, more often than not, we're not going to see the Kyle Pitts lines that we saw last week with all those guys healthy, at, le- at least at this point, unless Atlanta's in prime, you know, come from behind spots or spots where they could smash. So I think you can just, you know, really let your lineups dictate who you're playing at tight end, even if that's an under three. 3k guy or you know 5k guy depending on where you're playing but i love dallas goddard this week i mean he just on a slate where we just have you know don't have those stud guys i'll just play you know a guy in the spot where i want to get exposure to uh this game i want to get exposure to jalen hurts in it of itself and you know without Ertz being around there you know the the targets haven't been there yet but we know he can be explosive um and I, you know, I, I think that people won't play him maybe because of where he's coming in at a price, but I like him for what he can offer. Um, Hunter Henry is interesting. If if Johnu Smith is officially ruled out, it is a revenge game, quote unquote, for for Hunter Henry actually going back to L.A. to play against this team. So definitely love that uh, script. And in a game that should, you know, have sneaky potential to kind of get to that. 50 point total right so i i like getting exposure to him too but i think da- it's dallas goddard for me i do like gasecki if i'm talking about these buffalo stacks like if i want to play a bring bring back i'm gonna have exposure to gasecki at, at this spot because it makes it easy for a bring back i don't have to use up a wide receiver spot but then gronk i mean <laughs> if this dude is is back with with mike evans being shadowed and no aj brown like I, you know he's he's basically got Every injury under the sun, like, I, I mean, really, you could roll him out there with Antonio Brown's cane. And, like, I feel like this dude could still find the end zone twice. Um, but, you know, he's a, he's got a reasonable price tag. So I am interested in some in some Grok exposure if he's good to go. Yeah, I think tight end is pretty straightforward this week. Um, I don't – I didn't hear you guys touch on Hawkinson, but I really like Hawkinson yeah. uh, this week too. Uh, against Philly, running backs and tight ends against Philly, and I mean that's what Detroit does. So that's it's all the more reason to to like that game is is that defense fits right in the wheelhouse of what Detroit wants to do. So I mean you're gonna get pretty much gonna get ten targets in a really good matchup for Hawkinson. Uh, and I mean we saw the first two weeks he smashed uh, with twenty five and and twenty one fantasy points, so he has that upside in him. And I, I think he could possibly go a little overlooked here with Kyle Pitts, just a little more expensive. And guys like Goddard and Gronk a little bit cheaper. So he's kind of in no man's land with pricing. Yeah, and I think I just it. a couple other guys that I would uh, – I think we have to talk about Ricky Seals-Jones. I mean, since he's taken over for Logan Thomas, he is just – he pretty much plays every snap. He played 198 and 94% of the snaps the last three weeks that he's um, been out there. And then he's also run 36, 34, and 39 routes. 38, eight targets, six targets seven targets and he's seen seven red zone targets in that span as well. So, I mean, he's, he's only $3,800. We have to monitor, see if Logan, I don't think Logan Thomas is going to be back. They did designate him for return, but 
Um, he's been working out. They said there they, there's a possibility he could play, but I would be surprised if he played the first week back. So I think he this week he would miss. So I don't mind going Ricky Seals Jones at thirty eight hundred dollars, though I think he's going to carry quite a bit of ownership. So I would probably stay away from that. But then also, um, you know, Pat Fryermuth has kind of been somebody that I think people have kind of quietly got on board with as well. Um, you know, he played the most snaps uh, we, uh, before they went on by, played 60% of the snaps, ran or tied for the most routes he's ran, had seven targets in that game, seven for 58 against Seattle. So I, I don't mind him either. I think he's an interesting play at his price tag, but not somebody I think you have to jam in or anything like that. But at 3,600, I don't really mind him either in this matchup against him. And then uh, Cole Komet, I keep riding the train. Uh, we'll see if it ever actually takes off. But at $3,100, don't mind him. So. Other than that, that's all I really have at tight end. It's it's mainly Dan Arnold, and then you know sprinkle in some of the guys that you guys mentioned. I definitely like. So, other than that, I think we can move over to defense. Unless you guys have somebody you guys want to talk about, let's do it. All right. So the Rams, fifty one hundred dollars. No, thank you. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't pay for a five k defense. Uh, Steelers are forty three hundred. Bucks are forty two hundred. Bengals at thirty six hundred. I am shocked that they're not more expensive than that. That seems like almost like a bargain. For a for a defense facing the Jets and Mike White, at thirty six hundred dollars. Forty Nine ers are thirty five hundred. The Broncos are thirty four hundred. Bills are thirty three hundred. Chargers are thirty two hundred. Panthers are thirty one hundred. The Browns are three k. But let's be honest, we don't mess around with these top defenses. We go straight to the bottom. So, who are the defenses that you really have interest in? Because there is a couple that I don't like. I I really like. Washington at $2,100. Teddy Bridgewater has really struggled. Uh, you know, he has not been very good the last couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, he could get benched at any time where we could see Drew Locke. So Washington at, at $2,100 is ridiculously cheap to me. I don't hate the Lions at $2,300. Jalen Hurts has, you know, can't turn the football over. The Lions have actually been pretty good at getting uh, pressure on the quarterback. So I don't mind them. Jaguars at $2,400 against Seattle. I think it's interesting, you know, going against Geno Smith. You know, and then that's the, those are kind of the, the lower tiered. I'm not messing with the Texans. I'm not messing with the Jets. So what about you guys? Who are you guys on this week? Who you got, Matty? I mean, you know me. I'm team punt D. Uh, I'm just going to end up finding one that, <laughs> that ends up working. I guess probably the, ja- the Jaguars at 2,400 stand out uh, against Geno Smith. Uh other than that, man, it's uh, there's not really anything that jumps off the page like we had. What was it, Cincy or something in week two or week three? That was twenty three hundred and a really good we matchup. We also had the, the Cardinals where we were all the Cardinals twenty one hundred dollars. Yep. yep, yep, yeah, yeah. So there, there's not really anything other that really jumps off the page like that. I mean, I, I guess the Bears against San Fran, but I mean San Fran is just going to take the air out of the ball as much as they can, so it doesn't really excite me too much. Um, despite it possibly being a lower scoring game. Yeah, it's, I guess, Jacksonville against Seattle. But, I mean, I would I would assume they'd be popular. But, I mean, the, yeah. Defense is what I fell in last. So, Jacksonville's yeah, I mean, che- I'll just say Jacksonville's the cheapest one I feel semi-decent about. Uh, yeah, I'll have... I'll have some exposure to the Bears, I think, um, just because of them being at home, uh, getting Akeem back, getting Akeem Hicks back, which it looks like he'll he'll play. Uh, Khalil Mack, he's always questionable, but I think he should be all right to go. Um, you know, just 
the run stuffer in the front, I think will, will be huge for them. So if they can contain uh, Eli Mitchell and force Jimmy Garoppolo to throw, make mistakes, fumble, whatever, this defense just plays better at home. Uh, So I do have some interest in them as well. Um, I think them with a, with a Herbert, you know, if you get that stack going, I think that's very interesting um, to kind of play around with. Uh, And then, yeah, just, just going cheat, but I am interested in like, Buffalo, who just is not priced up at where they should be at home against Miami, like they they could definitely pay off for where they're coming in um, at their price tag. And then Philly as well, being at home. Uh, I know they struggled in some games playing from behind, but going against Jared Goff is is always a favorable situation there. So uh, even though I do like I do like Swift, I do like getting exposure to this game on that end. But I think the Philly D can make enough wreck enough havoc to score points to make them viable. Yeah. I don't mind that. Uh, I also say, I think the Falcons, you know, with the way that uh, uh, Sam Darnold's turning over the football, you know, you yeah. could do that too as well at 2,900. So if you want to pay up a little bit at there. So other than that, Hey, hour 20, you know, I will say that's actually probably some sort of a record for us with all three of us on the show. Yeah, it used to sure. be two hours, two thirty, two twenty. <laughs> So the three of us at an hour twenty, I think, is 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 pretty solid, but we're not done yet because we got to build our line. We got to build our lineup here, and so we're gonna do that for sure, and then we will wrap this thing up. So, Ryan, you're gonna start us off at quarterback, or not at quarterback, at any position. But you're starting off the build for this week. Where are we starting? I love that. Uh, let's. How do I want to take this? I, I let's let's see what we can do with put in Joe Mixon for now. Let's see what we can do with Joe Mixon. That is bit. not where I thought you were going to go with this build. <laughs> Neither that threw me off. <laughs> as soon as you said J, I was I clicked Josh Allen's name. Yeah, no. Let's see what we can do with with him because I I do want to see what we what we land on with quarterback. All right, Maddie, you're up. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Devontae Smith is going absolutely nuclear this week. And he is $5,500. All right. Well, if we're going to do that, then let's just, let's just lock in Hurts then. And then let's play Swift as well. Yeah. So I, I do like this game stack. Do you, do you want to full nuke it and go Hawkinson or are we playing Dan the man? Well, I don't know. That's up to you. Man, 5,400 would be kind of tight. I think we could make it work, but hmm, let's go. Let's go with Stefan Diggs. I love it. I'm going to put the pressure on you guys, and I know where where Kev's going next. Let me go ahead and scroll down to $2,800. Go ahead and lock in Dan Arnold, $2,800. So that leaves 4,133 for a wide receiver flex and defense. Back to you, Ryan. Let's go with. I tell you what, I'll go ahead and do Jags D as mine, and you guys can fill out wide, wide receiver and flex. That leaves you guys 5K per. What happens if we go Godwin? Good what things, because he scores us a lot of fantasy points. 3,600 flex. Who is that? I feel like there's somebody down there. Is that is that Watkins? No, he's too much. He's 4K. Oh, he's four flat. 
Um, Gabe Davis, thirty-three hundred. What? What? What if instead of uh, Godwin, it's Ty Johnson in the flex? Uh, Tyler, Tyler Johnson. Oh, you threw nope. me off. <laughs> oh, like, oh, yeah, Ty. Ty I was oh, thinking yeah. the actual Ty, like Ty Johnson. I'm like, I forget. <laughs> where did this guy come from? We we didn't talk about him. That would leave no, uh, sixty nine hundred. So you're looking at AJ Brown against ND, Nick Chubb, uh, Deontay Johnson, Calvin Ridley, and Daryl Henderson. So I mean, it's a pretty good, pretty good group there. Yeah, I'd say if we do that, I would say we'd lock in AJ Brown or Deontay or Calvin Ridley. Really, all, all three of those I like. Yeah, I mean AJ Brown's a nice piece to get exposure to that game because I do think that game does hit in some way, shape, or form. And I mean, you, you're thinking about how many how many people are going to have you know Chris Godwin left in their lineups to go, thinking that they're chilling, and we get all the points with Tyler Johnson. If this dude finds the end zone, he'll pop. Yeah, and I mean, I we know that, now I'm looking at it. Now I got it all locked in. Yeah, we and we know that Brady will target, you know, the good the matchups. And if for whatever right. reason, if Lattimore is covering Mike Evans a little better than than they would like, yeah. then he's gonna hammer Tyler Johnson. And Tyler Johnson's actually good. Like he's a good wide receiver. He is. He is. He's just good. been stuck think... behind a, a a good depth chart. Is his issue? Well, in Scott, so Scotty Miller, I think is he questionable at this point i think he's not necessarily well, he was, ruled he was in. out last week right so i think if, if he's, on Scotty IR. Miller, he's on IR yeah he's on IR. oh, he's not on he was, oh he okay was spotted at running off so, the side of wednesday's practice but oh okay he still has yeah i was gonna, i thought i saw yeah, I highly doubt and that, so he probably the Bucks doesn't haven't even play. designated him for return yet so so yeah and, he probably doesn't play and then if gronk doesn't get ruled in i think it even further gronk will be back elevate. he practiced yeah. in full He'll be back, right. but I think that just takes away from Brait snaps because Brait was getting snaps and targets regardless. Right. Um, they're yeah. gonna run eleven personnel. They're gonna have three wide receivers they're run, out there. Yeah, they're running three person. Yeah, it's just, I, I just yeah. I always like having like even when I build teams and I've been building teams this year and it's like okay, how do I get Rams exposure? Like Van Jefferson's been out there running True. a ton of routes. Like I'll have teams with him on there um dude which, i mean you know, it's, it's never... so smart like you you're getting a cheap piece to an offense that score is going to score 35 points i mean the odds that your guy catches a touchdown just go up as opposed to right. trying to get a cheap piece like jamal agnew or somebody like that like an offense that maybe scores two touchdowns and as a as a whole like right it's just you're you're exposing yourself to a more favorable scenario and it's like so i mean tyler johnson yeah. gabe davis we talked about these guys but it's like getting a cheap piece on a really good offense attached to a really good quarterback is it's the way to do it, man. Yeah, I like that. All right, yeah. well, so this team is Jalen Hurts, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Devonta Smith, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, Dan Arnold, Ty Johnson, and the Jags, D, with absolutely nothing remaining. So we're going to lock that in. Nothing I love that lineup, by the way. And so uh, I think that's a really good, a really good line. So uh, we'll see how this one does. But other than that, Ryan, happy to have you back. It's Good not. It, it's it's always felt a little a little weird with just me and Maddie. You know, we've held it down, but uh, not having you here, you know, hasn't been the same. But we're happy to have you back, back, and uh, hopefully, it's it's not it's not another eight weeks until you're on again. <laughs> hey, man! Like I said, you know, we got that week in November bookmark. We're gonna have to get some other special guests uh, back in to to join us. I mean, three three might not be enough for for a three game slate. We might have to, you know double that 
if not, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or we'll, close to. We'll see. We'll see if I have to pay somebody behind the scenes or something. Uh, bribe bribe some people to get on the show with us. But yeah, the, those are the Thanksgiving one is really really fun uh, to get all the boys back together uh, for so, for just an absolutely off the rails podcast. Uh, I mean, what was it? It was a couple years ago, two and a half hours for, for three games. It's just completely and utterly unnecessary and, and ridiculous, but a ton of, ton of fun. And I don't even think Love they it. were like that great of games either. Like there was a couple no, like, of them were good, but then like, I, yeah, it, it was not even like something that should have ever went that long. But uh, anyways, so yeah, um, I think we'll definitely lock that. It's only a few weeks away. I mean, we're almost in November, right? Yep. So uh, that's really it. only about what three weeks away, three weeks weeks away. So not that far away. So I guess Ryan, uh, you, you know, you'll be back here uh, shortly. So again, once again, I really appreciate you joining us. As always, you know that you, your chair is always locked in. We're never gonna fill it. It's Ryan's chair. So whatever you want to come back, you just let us know. But. With that being said, I appreciate everybody checking everything out. You can find Ryan on Twitter. I don't even have it pulled up. It's Ryan Alexander W. Underscore, no, w. underscore w, right? There underscore we go. W. You think I would have that memorized? I mean, we've only been doing this for fucking how long? But uh, <laughs> it's been I a while. It's been a while. The Ryan Alexander part. But, anyways, Maddie <laughs> at Maddie DFS. You can find me on Twitter. Well, you already know because you're already following me on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at FantasyRat13. I appreciate everybody out. Let's win that money this week, boys. I want to see some screenshots because we're, we're, we're making it rain around here. But until the next week, we will see you then. And be sure to check out Maddie's wide receiver quarterback matchup video that is straight fire every single week. That should be out tomorrow morning. And be sure to jump in the Discord. It's absolutely free. Jump in the Discord. Link is in the description of all of our videos. Free Discord. Hope to see you all over there. It's been popping. It's always popping. I have to turn off notifications sometimes. Don't tell anybody that because there's, <laughs> there's so much stuff going on in there. Uh, so that's been great. Anyways, for real, we're leaving this time. I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Think you can tell me what to do? You know who you're talking to? Well, you better get used to the way the world bounces. I see what you got. Inventions and ounces. You're a big man <laughs> I'll treat you like you're a little man Tell me what to do You know who you're talking to
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.